Let's go! Are you ready? Let's go, baby. Dummies for sports. Here we go. Three, two, one, and we're on. I did three, two, one twice. Three, two, one. All right, guys. Let's let's move ahead. The um, we the way we're currently standing, preseason is in twenty four hours, something like that, a little more than twenty four yeah. hours. This is pretty crazy. Yehuda just brought to my knowledge a few minutes ago that in fact the first Hall of Fame first preseason game is tomorrow night, oh, which yeah. is crazy. It's very early in August, especially considering there's only three um three three games of the preseason nowadays. But because they have that one week in between. So it used to be that the last week of the preseason was a week a week before the first game of the regular season. Now it's two weeks before the first game of the regular season. So yeah. I guess that's why. So we're very close, man. So we're almost halfway through the uh, almost halfway through the, the the league. So let's do it. Let's let's head up to the NFC North. How are we feeling about this, Yehuda? It's, it's exciting. I mean, Aaron Rodgers leaving the division, and I I apologize for my voice. I don't sound as you know as nice as my normal sultry self, but. Um, Aaron Rodgers' division leaves the division wide open, even though they didn't even win the division last year. But it always just kind of felt like Packers are always big players. But yeah, it's it's a whole new ball game now. Agreed, and that's a great way to lead it off with the new division favorite to Detroit Lions, and their over under is nine and a half. Like you mentioned, the darlings of the division. This is the team that's going to be the fan favorite for everyone. Now the Lions are, you know, they they have a lot of talent on the offensive end. They added pieces to the front seven. There's the one big question mark. It's Jared Goff. You know, Detroit fans, for some reason, have this thing that it's like Jared Goff is the best quarterback in the NFL. I don't know where they got that from. He's been a very average quarterback his entire career. You know what you're going to get from him. He's been the entire thing throughout his career. So it's it's nine and a half. I, I pulled up some an interesting stat over here. So if you look at Jared Goff's um, PFF grades over the last five years, it reads as follows. Mm-hmm. 75, 84, 72, 71, the last six years. 75, 84, 72, 71, 60, 72. Very middle. Of the, we're talking 15 to 20 range in terms of yep. quarterbacks over that over that span. That's what he is. This is not a man that's going to do anything special. He doesn't have a crazy arm. He doesn't have crazy athletic ability. He's very inconsistent. Um, but he can get the job done if you put pieces around him, which is exactly what they've done. So it's a great roster. It's an average quarterback in that division. The division's getting, you know, it used to be Aaron Rodgers' division, right? And it no longer is, which we'll get to soon. But I'll go over the nine and a half. It's uh, the Lions are the favorites. The Lions are the new favorites at NFC North. I'll be darned, Yehuda. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, Ben Johnson, their OC, has done such good things to make Barrett Goff the best quarterback in the world, obviously, according to... Lions fans, mm. but no, he he, um, he has really maximized Jared Goff in their offense, and they are going to miss um, Williams, Jamal Williams. Yes, Jamal Williams. He is on the Saints now. He scored a billion touchdowns for them last year, and he was such a fun, uh, exciting locker room presence. I had and, him in know, fantasy. I, I had him in fantasy, yeah. and the worst thing about him in fantasy awesome. was that he got like he, he rushed for twenty yards every game. But every other week he got a touchdown. So it was like it, it was like the week yeah. he didn't get a touchdown, he scored three points for you. So I'm not going to start him this week. And then the next week he gets a touchdown. It was very frustrating. Yeah, but. Of course, that's how it works. <laughs> but he he was he was so awesome for the team, and and they're going to miss him. So someone else is going to score touchdowns. But their their um uh their offense is really humming. It's it's for me it's the defense, and that's the big question. And I actually think that 
I, I think you you don't like Jared Goff at all, but he analytically he he does rank pretty well. I, 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 I never said I didn't like him at all. I never said I just said he's overrated. I think Lions fans have this picture of Jared Goff that he's you know he's like a Matthew Stafford type of guy. That's what they think of him, right? He has this crazy upside, but he's also got yeah. the downside. No, he doesn't. He never he's never had that crazy upside. He's just a very pedestrian average quarterback, which which with with a good roster like the Lions is fine. They can win ten games. I'm not against that. I just don't think he's that good. That's it. But, Analytically, he's he's the top four in DVOA, and he was really good. I think he was like number two in in like long downfield throws or something. His like, numbers were inflated a little last year because number one, he had a lot yeah. of turnover luck, a lot of balls that you know the DBs didn't catch, linebackers didn't catch, and and that inflates your passer rating because passer rating is heavily influenced by how many interceptions you throw, how little interceptions you throw. So a lot of stats are were inflated by the fact that he had a lot of turnover luck and other factors, the scheme and everything. So yes, if you look at traditional yeah. numbers, I agree with you, but I'm I think. Overall, he's I mean, 15 to 20. That's traditional, traditional and analytic because, I mean, the scheme is still there. Like, Ben Johnson didn't go anywhere. He's still... Well, that's why I'm saying he'll know. win 10 games. Yeah. I'm just saying right. Garagoff has the right. right. Yeah. Right. He's not, he's not top 10. Correct. That's, that, that's correct. That. Correct. That's your point. Yeah. Not going to argue with that. They have a very tough test opening with Kansas City, but they should... Oh, they're playing the Ravens. I didn't even realize... Oh, because that's the same place team, right? They're the second yeah. place, so the the Lions. That's are cool. Place. That'd be a fun game. What happened um, last time the Lions played the Ravens? You remember that? <laughs> yeah. The, oh, yeah. Justin Tucker. <laughs> you remember that? <laughs> the house in Detroit. I was there actually. That was, I was very. Oh right, you were there. Un- that's right. That was unreal. But their division—they're playing the NFC South, and that is not a good division. So they should be able to get a few wins there. Um, their division as well. I don't think the the Bears are going to be super good there. Obviously, they're in a rebuild, and the Vikings. I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about the Vikings, but nine and a half. Even though you know this seems to be the team that has everyone's their preseason darling, and like Detroit is like they're known to let you down. I'm still I'm going to say over nine and a half, but I'm I'm nervous about that because. Like we said, Vegas knows what they're doing, and I could definitely see a scenario where Detroit goes nine and eight, still maybe wins the division, but that would be just under. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna have faith. Cross my fingers <laughs> that they're gonna get to ten wins. Agreed, agreed. It's, it's it's a concerning pick as well. And when you look at the next one, the Vikings, the Minnesota Vikings come in at eight and a half, exactly where you'd want to put the Vikings. That's exactly where the dilemma starts. If you put the Vikings at nine and a half, I'd go under. You put them at eight and a half, now I'm not sure what to do, right? It's like eight games. Not, can they get to nine? So what's going to happen with the Vikings? So just to take a, a broader look at this. Last year, the Vikings had one of the worst defenses in football, despite a top 10 pass rush. You bring in Brian Flores for the, you know, to, 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 to ramp up the defense this year. And hopefully, it'll, they also had a lot of injuries on the defensive side last year, so they'll get some key players back. You're bringing Addison alongside Justin Jefferson now. Yeah. So, you know, you have two big playmakers. They, they, he was like a top 20 pick, right? Top 25 pick. So yeah. right? he's drafted he was high in the first round. So so the point is that, you know, you have two talented players like that. To, just to bring a little attention off of Justin Jefferson, Thielen's not there anymore, so you sort of have to, you know, you, you need that type of decoy type of player. And, and, and Addison should certainly uh, prove to be that from, his, from, the, from, the, from what they've said in his highlights in college. He looked terrific. So obviously the, to add that talent to the offensive end, there's no question that they have the explosive playmakers and the quarterback to win nine games in this division. Absolutely. 
um, Kirk Cousins thing is just again, you know what he is. He's he's he, he's the same thing as Jared Goff, just five spots better. Let's put him on the rankings. You know what I'm saying? That, that's pretty much what it is. Like if you're gonna put Jared Goff in 15 to 20, that uh, Kirk Cousins is a constantly 10 to 15 his entire career. Good good quarterback, maybe eight, maybe eight at times when he peaks. So he's a good he's a good quarterback. He's a good player um, with with good playmakers. Their defense stinks though, and they got really lucky with oh, a man. lot. It's so bad, and and, yeah. and even though they're getting some players back here from injury. They got so lucky just winning seven or eight close games last year. That was the difference between them winning the division and losing the division. And yet they won the division by landslide. So I just I'm, – I'm going to predict that the luck will come back to bite them this year and they'll actually get under eight and a half. You said seven or eight um, close games. It's actually 11. They went – I was being generous. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're joking. You're like, oh, seven or eight. So, right, seven, right. Eleven. That's it remarkable. Ridiculous. That's remarkable. It was it was ridiculous how they were, just happened to be winning by the skin of their teeth and just winning these one literally one score game. I think it was eight points or three points, seven points. And um, well, you said the argument would be, oh, that means that they're a good team. They know how to win. No, it's not mathematically likely. And everything you said about regression, Great. it is. I can 100% agree. It is. There's you don't go 11 and 0. <laughs> one score games in one season that's ridiculous mm-hmm. it's so so statistically unlikely and all all year a lot of people were calling them frauds and you know they were down the Colts 33 nothing at one point and then they had the greatest they had to have the greatest comeback in NFL history to beat the Jeff Saturday Colts which is you know that's you shouldn't be in that position you should be able to to handle them easily but going to that playoff game against the Giants I was like we're gonna be in a close game and it's going to come down to the defense or Kirk Cousins, and they're not going to be able to win because they're going to run out of luck. That's exactly what happened. They they couldn't stop Saquon, and then Kirk wasn't able to make the, the play at the end. And so, again, the regression is going to cost them. Brian Flores will make the defense better because he is an amazing coach, and, and they have to get better from whatever the heck they were doing last year. <laughs> they were playing, like, basic, like, high school level, cover two, cover three stuff that, like, any quarterback, you know, in in 10th grade can figure out. So the <laughs> NFL quarterbacks, <laughs> they can figure it out with with enough game planning. So the offense is still going to be scary with um, a Jefferson and now Addison. We'll see if he can be good at compliment. <clears throat> but no Cook, and we'll see if, if Madison can step up. But eight and a half, I mean... They have to play the AFC West, and that's really where I think they're going to lose because they're probably going to go 1-3 in that division and then go like... Um, 0-4. Oh, 0-4. Three three. Oh, oh, well, against the AFC West? No, nah, I'm just kidding. I'm no, they're not, losing to the, they're not losing to the Raiders. They'll lose to the Raiders. Should I make the same prediction I did last week? Lose to the Raiders, what? they'll beat one of the other three. Oh, lose to the Raiders and beat the Chiefs, right? Like, <laughs> I didn't say that. I said beat one of the yeah. other three. <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, and then they have to play, like, San Fran. But they have a little bit of, like, these tough games where they're playing, like, Denver and, and the NFC South and Atlanta. But I, I'd still probably take, like, um, you know, Atlanta. They'll probably beat Tampa. But, like, the, these are possible games. So eight and a half is uh, it's tough. So I, I see I see um, Minnesota as a seven or eight win team. So I will go with the under as well with you, and I'll agree with you. Interesting. Like Didn't see that one coming. So I'm I'm, I'm yeah. okay. So the Detroit Lions come in at seven and a half. I'm gonna let you go first in this one. I mean, no, no. I mean, no, sorry. The Chicago Bears. Chicago Bears come in at seven and a half. Yeah. We did the Lions nine and a half. They're all very yeah. close. So the 
the the Lions are nine and a half, Vikings are eight and a half, and the Bears and Packers are both seven and a half. So let's start with the Bears. Chicago Bears seven and a half. I'm gonna let you go yeah. first in this one. I've been back and forth. I'm not quite sure where to fall, so I'm go- I'm gonna give you the floor. <laughs> They're going to get, like, they're playing Kansas City. Like, they're going to get waxed by KC. They'll probably get waxed by... They're at Kansas City and at the Chargers. They're going to get obliterated. I mean, they're they're going to... The defense should be a little better because they, they just sold off. They sold uh, Roquan, you know, those full fire sale last year, which is the right thing to do yep. for, for the rebuild. But they got um, TJ Edwards, and they... They lost Dave Montgomery, but and it's funny because he actually joined Detroit and to switch Jamal Williams, so he's staying in division. But they signed Tunyon from the uh, from the Packers, so maybe that'll give us another security blanket. Him, Cole Komet, who I don't know why he just got paid a lot of money for. I don't know. He must know a guy. He just got a, a ton of money, and he's not very good, but you know, whatever, good for him. And <laughs> they have to. They're these these NFC South games like. Uh, those those teams are like so they're such similar levels, like the Bears in Atlanta, the Bears in New Orleans, the Bears in Tampa. Like they should be able to beat like Tampa, but then the New Orleans game is kind of a toss up. But probably take New Orleans, and at least they have one guaranteed win. They will be playing the Arizona Cardinals, nah. so <laughs> they should win that game. And but you have the same dilemma that. with in the division too. Like even the, the yeah. in division games, NFC North, they're all such average teams. <laughs> you know, so it's like who's going to be who? It's funny because they actually play the Bays back to back. They have Green Bay and Tampa Bay to start oh, the that's season, funny. and that's that's really interesting. Week one, the first time the Bears fans are like, "We're finally free from our owner Aaron Rodgers," and the first week of the season, they don't even have to wait, and that's just first week they get to play Green Bay. Funny. Without Aaron Rodgers, so it's like it's a whole new. Uh, like I can see all the narratives, like for week world. one, they're like it's a, it's a whole new world, it's a whole new, whole new reality for Bears fans that they don't have to play Rodgers. But I feel like they're still probably going to lose. But um, seven and a half just seems too high. Eight to, for the Bears. You said seven and a half, right? Yeah. Seven, once again, for the Bears to get to eight wins, I, I I see improvement. Right? They only won like two or three games last year. Um, to get to eight wins, I, I don't see. I see them getting six, five to seven wins. And so I'm going to take the under and seven and a half. Okay, so after hearing your assessment I'm and, and thinking it over, I agree with you, but I'm still going to go over. Because, Ooh. yeah, because I, two of these teams need to go over. And I, I like the Packers even less, which I'll get to in a second. But the, the my problem, the Bears improved through the draft. Traded for DJ Moore, improved on the offensive line. You have to True. assume Justin Fields is going to take some sort of step as a passer. He has, with that prolific running ability, so they were really bad last year, even with Justin Fields running all over defenses, which is not yeah. very encouraging, right? When a guy, when a quarterback runs that effectively, generally you win more games. I mean, you look at the Ravens with Lamar Jackson in his rookie year. He came in, they won, what, six out of seven, right, in those seven mm-hmm. games he played? And he was not a particularly good passer that year at all. He had a 45 passing grade, I think, those first seven games. So it was all his run, running ability. And Justin Fields came in and was a similar weapon. Not quite as good, but a similar type of weapon. And yet... They, 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 it was underwhelming. So that that's what discourages me. But I do think they did a good job building the roster, though it's a work in progress for sure. I'm still because I, I, I want to I need two teams to go over here and I don't want to pick the Packers. I'll rely on Justin Fields taking a step as a passer. I'll rely on the improvements to the roster and I'll pick the Bears to go over seven and a half. That's he's 
he's I'm sorry to cut you off. He's the thirty fourth passer. Okay, he's below guy in DVOA. He's below guys like Justin Fields is. Like uh, Matt uh, Ryan, yeah. Baker Mayfield, Carson Wentz. Like he was such a bad passer. Like uh, obviously he's we hope he's gonna take a leap, but like he was so bad. The passer. I'm banking on him taking a leap. I completely agree with you. I, 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 I have not been impressed by his pocket passing ability at all. Like, like, like people like to say he took a little bit. I think he took a little bit of a step in his second year. You know, meaning the high upside throws were there. For example, you know, in his rookie year, he had like that 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 Monday night game against the Steelers, where everyone's like, oh, maybe this guy can throw because he, you know, brought them back in the game, made some nice throws, and he showed sparks of that in his second year more so than he did in his rookie year. But you're right; it's still been underwhelming. He's He's like he's he's one of the worst in terms of starting quarterbacks, pure from a pure pocket passing perspective. He's been one of the worst throughout the last couple of years. But that running ability is so valuable. If he can just take a little notch up and be a slightly below average passer, we're talking about an extremely dangerous player. So so I'm banking on that for the Bears. But but I I completely agree. It's it, it's you're relying on something that hasn't happened yet. I agree. Yeah. yeah. And it's it's so funny. It's like it's like playing out right in front of me. It's exactly what the Ravens are going through and what Ravens fans are going through. And I, I saw like a video as a, um, like a joke meme video where they're calling Justin Fields the running back, which, you know, it's, it's disrespectful. Same thing. But same way, same way they were doing it to Lamar. They, they, uh, he was like, Lamar, Lamar's like, okay, thanks Justin. Like you took the heat off me because everyone else, everyone calls Justin Fields the running back, which is still, it's annoying when people do that. But whatever they want to get their jokes in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I, I, I. Uh, I mean, that's. Yeah, I agree with that. Fine. So let's move on. Uh, Packers at also seven and a half. And the reason that I picked the Bears to go over seven and a half, like I said, is because I'm I'm predicting the Packers to go under seven and a half. And the reason mm-hmm. I'm predicting the Packers, to go, yes, I know. You know, Jordan Love is twenty snaps last year. He looked like Joe Montana. You know, <laughs> twenty snaps yep. he played last year against the Eagles, right? Was that game against the Eagles? So he looked really good. But but the, the, I think Jordan Love started a few games prior to that, and he was awful. So I, I'm not necessarily going to put all my bread into that basket, into that one start. Um, and, and that's really that's really what it comes down to. It's it, it, the, they don't have a lot of good receivers, as as was indicative last year. Rodgers is very frustrated. Finally, Watson, toward the end of the year, he started to build some chemistry with some of the rookie receivers. But obviously, as a whole, it was not a great um, situation. So they don't have they, they don't have any proven receivers. Any receivers that prove that they can, you know, create space down the field, run past the defense. No talented receivers at all. Talented receivers, but no one that's panned out so far. And they have an unproven quarterback that's you know has a short track record of mostly bad, some good stuff. So. I don't know. It's just it's it's it doesn't. It, there's nothing there that tells me that I should go over. Yeah, another factor here, by the way, is that Aaron Rodgers is very good at manipulating defenses, and therefore the offensive line a lot of times is looked it, it looks a lot better than they actually are. They never invested a great deal of money to the offensive line, but it was manageable. It was always a top fifteen line simply because Rodgers knows how to get the ball out quickly when he needs to. He knows how to you know make make the defense keep the defense on their feet. Think that he's doing one thing and really he does another thing. There's a lot of deception involved over there, and Jordan Levi obviously doesn't have that. So the offensive line should take a dip also. That's, that's an hypothesis, really, but it should take a dip also. And again, just especially on the offensive side, I don't see enough going for them to win eight games. That's it. So I'm going to go under. That's a very interesting point uh, for you to say that the quarterback is actually affecting the offensive line play. Usually it's the other way around. Well, I would so, say when it comes to uh, Tom Brady, Aaron Rodgers, and those types of guys, there, there, there yeah. could be something to be said about that. You know? Yeah, that's cool. Um the, the the reason why I I'm gonna take the over 
on seven and a half is because, I mean, obviously I did say the under and the Bears, and it's just the Bears seem to be building um, in the right direction, but I think they are still in the rebuild. Like, it's possible for them to take a massive jump like the 2019 Ravens did because the Bears have all the same questions. I feel like the Ravens are probably in a little better place defensively than the, the Bears are right now. But the Packers are just such a, an average team. Like, their defense is a little below average. It's 20th in um, DVOA. So it's a little below average, um, but a lot better than what the Bears were. And so I expect the, the Packers to be around there, about average, maybe a little, a little worse, and not do anything special. Like you said, they, they don't have a lot of great receivers. But Jordan Love, has he has an 82 QBR. And that's pretty solid. His his regular season, you know, he he, he had a 112 passer rating. Like, he had, you know, he was solid. <laughs> he's, he's fine. 24 so, snaps, you know? Yeah, right. Like, 21, 21 passes. So, right, yeah, so maybe, 20, whatever it was, right? Right. Obviously, Jordan Love would have taken Aaron Rodgers' job if he was setting the world on fire. But in the other sense, um, Aaron Rodgers was also playing MVP level, so you can't get rid of him for to start a guy who's like, yeah. So obviously, we're, he's he's sort of unknown, but I, I'm going to trust him to be a, just an average enough for for this roster for them to get. To squeeze past those those Denver's, they have the Rams, the and then just like the atmosphere of Lambeau and the culture of Lambeau. Obviously, they that their um culture right now is is losing the divisional round or the or the championship <laughs> round. Not make it to the Super Bowl, but like the you know the Bears have literally never had a good quarterback since Sid Luckman, right? The the Packers have had two quarterbacks, two Hall of Fame quarterbacks since the early nineties. Like they've been so blessed with amazing quarterback play and like they seem to fall into these amazing quarterback. Not that Jordan Love is on their level at all. But for them to find eight wins, you know, instead of the Bears finding eight wins, I trust I trust them to do that, even though they they seem to be as average as the Bears if if not, you know, maybe a little better, but I I'm I'm trust them to beat like Vegas here and and um, L.A. and maybe steal a game or two from Minnesota, but all these games, these games, like you said, in division, are really going to matter, and that's what it comes down to. It's like, do you think Packers or the Bears, who whoever's going to split those or or sweep that, like exactly. they're that's going to get them to That's it. Wins. That's it. That's but, a deciding factor. And I, I just trust. Um, the Packers, and I, I think they—I mean—they still have Aaron Jones. You know, he's—he's going to be their number one receiver, basically. <laughs> but they—they they have Christian Watson. Like he—he's—he's he's made some plays. So, so these guys, if they can all put up, you know, seven, eight hundred yards and five or six touchdowns, like you spread spread the ball around, they could be—they could be solid enough to to get them to eight wins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, listen, it's it, all these teams are a toss up. So I got to run in a minute, but before we end. We're both we're predicting division winners. We're both going to go with the Lions, I presume. Yes, we are, but it, that makes me nervous because well, the Lions to win a division, I'm pretty, I'm, I'm, I, I would, I'm pretty confident in that. I know, I know. That's what I'm saying, and that's what everybody's saying, and that makes me nervous. Yeah, it's the you're right. I'm second. You're right. It's the Lions, man. I, I, like I'm going to say Lions, but I'm going to be like, oh, because like 
the the Vikings randomly won 13 games last year. I know. Well, th- well, the Lions have the best yeah. roster in the division. There's no question. But that doesn't yeah. always translate to to winning the division. Yeah. Correct. Correct. I agree with yeah. you. Vikings are the best player. They have Justin Jefferson. Well, that's and... fair enough. Right. <laughs> and, yeah. a, and, he's a, and he's a receiver. Receivers can be game changers. We've seen that. They can win a few games. So, you know, it really is a big yeah. difference. Fine. We'll stop it there. NFC North, baby. Uh, thank you for joining us along this journey of predicting the, the win totals for every team in the NFL. Remember to subscribe on YouTube. Spotify, Apple, wherever you get your podcasts. Until then, take it easy.